Go ahead. All right. Excited, Coach. It's been a couple weeks. We had Thanksgiving, and uh, good to catch up pre-show. Now we're going to go into the combo, and hopefully this will help people. Uh, I'll just real fast. I'm uh, Sherry Ann Wilson, and uh, I own Genius Owl Limited Company. And um, I got, you know what, Coach? I got a lot of good things going on in the background that I, like, you know, at the beginning of the journey in August, you kept telling me um, our work is going to go, I think you used the phrase or the word deeper, that the things, your doctorate uh, pursuits and the, you know, implosion of my uh, marriage, that these are things that are going to take our work deeper. And I can say already, I'm seeing such wonderful things. And, uh, and I, I, I definitely am excited about how we're going to be able to serve people on a, a greater level. So I'm excited about that. And uh, Coach, go ahead and introduce yourself and then we'll get into our combo. Greg McNeil, doctor, student, um, life coach, fitness, and funny guy, right? <laughs> that's that's me. I always have to throw the funny part in there because um, this is life and you have to remember to laugh a bunch. Yes, right? yes. Um, because we have to laugh because even in pain, you're still alive, right? So that means that if you're still alive, you are enjoying a blessing. So I try to remember that and remember to giggle at the end. <laughs> and I would definitely say uh, a very challenging person as well. Coach, let me um, start the, the, recording the recording in progress. I forgot. That way we actually okay. have a podcast. Um, but I did get our introductions <laughs> okay. in on the audio. Okay. Yeah, you're a funny guy, but like, you know, <laughs> you're just not going to figure Coach out. I'm just going to tell you guys, the listeners out there. <laughs> Just not going to figure him out. Don't even try. Just let him be him and enjoy the ride because it will be interesting. Um, so, okay, this is what I wanted to tackle. When you were talking about your dis dissertation work and then I was thinking about, um, you know, how I've been writing my story out and uh, this incredible thing occurred where, you know, the first couple of chapters, it was extremely painful. In fact, that's where our topic on bravery came from because I was pondering the ability to do things that you know are going to cause pain. There's no way around it. And you're going to be very uncomfortable. And I was like, man, that's a definition of bravery. And so I knew that by writing my story, and I wasn't actually writing it out by hand. It was in the computer. Me and you are very... Um, focused on writing things with a pen and paper because the text tech is it tactile the um the brain and how it rewires you know all of those things are very important so what shocked me is that you know I got done with the first two chapters very painful uh chapters and I was dreading writing the third because I'm still in the midst of everything that was blown up in my face and when I sat down, I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm, this is interesting. And I felt a sense of ownership that regardless of whether I asked for it or not, this is my story. And I'm not going to allow my life to be stolen from me by thinking something happened to me that I didn't ask for. Instead, I'm going to take ownership and I'm going to 
take back my power and I'm going to use what has occurred to serve others well. And, and it really reframed everything. It was very interesting. It's gone even outside writing the story. It's gone into other aspects of life. Not saying that there's not times where I'm scared, you know, as far as, okay, I'm, you know, taking care of myself now. I don't have that second person to, you know, like those things I think have been the most stressful lately um, because abandonment, that's what that does is you just don't know if you're going to be taken care of. And uh, so then the other thing that kind of came to my mind is I've been mentoring this 14 year old and I was talking to him about um, emotions and, you know, like when you look at teenagers, you know, the limbic system, I don't think it's until 26, 25, 26, that it's the, the prefrontal uh, cortex is developed, the reasoning part. So there's a lot of emotion that goes on when you're a kid or when you're a teenager. And um, so I was telling them that emotions are shortcuts for the brain. So let's say, for example, you have an addict and it could be a sugar addict, it could be a heroin addict, it could be whatever, and they see their drug, you know, air quotes drug, they see their mm-hmm. drug, and all of a sudden the emotion and then the, the, the craving that occurs, it's, it, the emotion's like, oh, I need that, and it can even feel good, there could even be a level of excitement, but that emotion is actually lying to them because it's not a good thing, and then I told him I said then you can have the other side where you're feeling anxiety or fear and your brain's like oh okay whatever's happening is bad this is a bad situation and so it can cause you to retreat when actually what you're hearing or what you're about to experience is the best thing that you could experience and hear and so you have to be aware of how your brain uses emotion and you have to challenge. So can you kind of go into that a little bit, Coach? And I don't know you know, what science you got, but just your thoughts on what I shared with him. Yeah, so I want to just go into the emotion piece because we just talk about it so much, right? Not just you and I, but there's always a conversation about emotional intelligence and um, <clears throat> What do we do with emotion? Because emotion serves a purpose, right? It is it's, it's powerful and it serves a purpose. But like most things in the thinking process in our bodies, they work together, right? Yeah. So, um, so when there's an emotional feeling that comes up, it's a trigger. Boom, you feel something. The first thing it's asking you to do is check it out right? Mm-hmm. It's asking you to check it out. It's like, you're afraid. Why? Check it out. You're angry. Um, or you have some other kind of emotion that might be considered disruptive. What is it telling you? Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's the part about emotion that sometimes we forget. We, they can be shortcuts, but they are answers. Right. Yeah. So if you pick up the answer, then you understand what the shortcut is. If you don't pick up the answer, then you just shortcut in an opportunity to learn something and you create a circumstance you don't want. Right. So for instance, you're angry 
you you didn't get a phone call from a loved one or something like that when they were supposed to and you're just living. You could pick up your phone and call and, and leave a negative message or you could send a negative text message, right? Yeah. Or you could say, what am I really concerned about in this moment? Mm-hmm. Right? And so that's what the emotion does. The emotion directs you back to the thought process so you can see what answer that you need. Yeah. And if you're not sure, right, then that means don't take any action. Wait. Yeah. Right? So when we don't process what the information is bringing to us, because it's always bringing us something that we can use, the question is whether or not if we evaluate it. Right. Yeah. So I'd like to say there's no such thing as um, like a stupid thought. There may be thoughts that we're not necessarily required to act on. Sometimes it's like standing on the bank of a river and watching things pass by. Sometimes you just have to see what that information is. But notice to see what the information is means you still have to process the emotion. Right. Yeah. You still have to process it. Right. That's good, coach. Um, You actually told me that in, uh, you said, when you're angry, ask it what you need to learn. Let it teach you. And here's what I have found very interesting in, you know, processing things like that, but also in helping others. Often the anger is more directed toward ourselves than the one we perceive as the offender. That was very surprising because the two times I was like, okay, I'm mad. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask, you know, I'm going to figure out what it's trying to teach me. And both times coach, it was, I was more angry with myself and I was like, oh, now that's interesting. And, you know, whenever you feel strong emotion, especially, but don't ignore the ripples, but especially if it's really strong, more than likely, you're not actually feeling a negative emotion um, because of the the immediate situation. It's going back to stuff that probably has nothing to do with that person that should have called you at a certain time. You that's know what I right. Mean? That's exactly that's exactly right. And that's why you always have to process it because that's how, that's where the growth comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of how many times when I went, right. You know, I just covered my mouth or if I didn't cover it literally, uh, symbolically I did. <laughs> Bite my lip, right. You, probably, you look up and you say, Hey, coaches, <laughs> Looks like he's biting his lip. <laughs> when in doubt, don't shout it out. Right? right. Right. And so, but there have been times when I recognize that, man, I am absolutely livid in this moment. What is that? I have to sit back and I have to think about it. Right. I have to think about it. And then it's like, oh, you know what? This is what this is. And just like you said, it's a reminder. It's something that's coming from someplace else to check with you to see, are you ready to move to the next step? Are you still ready to stay in that same cycle of thought, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's just a small thing. Like in in my case, instead of picking up the phone and dialing and sending a message, 
it's like, don't say anything. Don't send a message. Don't say anything. As a matter of fact, force yourself to laugh in this moment and watch what happened. Think I get a phone call later. Hey, sweetheart. Sorry, I was in surgery. So and such and such happened. And yeah. so I didn't get out. Yeah. In time. Yeah. And just think if I just blast, send some kind of negative message and the other person is like, what's going on here? Right. Yeah. And so this is what happens when we take a shortcut that we haven't thought through in terms of emotionally. Right. We yeah. we cause some damage when we do that. You know, that is really good. And I am thinking back to one of our students of our coaching intensive. I'm mm -hmm. sure you remember where mm -hmm. we were at a certain point and um, the emotion was overwhelming. Like, you know, she had where when she went back, she actually disappeared from the screen because she had her screen blurred. And she's just like having this emotional uh, situation. And I remember you said, stop, get back on the screen. And one of the things that struck me is when we discussed it later, um, and, and what she was saying upset her the most was the things. So what we have found in our coaching intensive is that when people are confronted with, you know, the three tools and the power that they possess for their life, it can be overwhelming because we are taught to be victims and mm -hmm. and then sometimes people can be angry because of the trajectory of their life because they didn't know they didn't know these things and they mm -hmm. wish they would have learned them sooner and and so then when they find out it's like man how much pain could have I could I have avoided or how different would my life look but what you said in that particular situation was that emotion and in particular in particular the crying was actually where she would hide so mm -hmm. it was a a deflecting so instead of calmly let's process this her go to was to be very emotional and you were like stop and get back on the screen and I think she actually quit after that. I think it was a little bit too overwhelming, which we figured might happen. She wasn't ready. But I wanted to go that direction too because you've got some people that they're not emotional. So we'll just use culture's term. But mm -hmm. actually their go-to is usually anger, <laughs> if you just want to know. Yeah. So everybody yeah. feels emotion. It doesn't matter how logical you think you are and analytical. Okay, but some people will hide behind it. Like, can yeah. you go into that a little bit? Yeah, uh, go into about hiding behind yeah. the emotion. Yes. So we're not able to, but we don't feel comfortable being what we believe to be our authentic self. We are always hiding. Right. Mm. So we, we start there. Right. So if you start off without the confidence in yourself as a person, then there's there's a facade that you're already presenting to the world. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so that's step one. 
Okay, so when you are greeting the world with a facade, then you know what we're saying is you're greeting the world with something that's not real. Yep. So when you face uh, situations and circumstances that trigger emotions in those kind of situations, now it's like, what are you actually responding to? Are you responding to the fact that somebody was able to pierce through your facade or that you knew that you weren't truthful in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got caught out on that. So now you're twice as, as injured emotionally. You're injured because your facade is not true. And you're also injured because you got caught out for being inauthentic. And now you have emotion that doesn't really, um, is not contextualized against anything that's real. Yeah. Because you present it as false. So that's the first thing right there, right? And so that's what we do when we're working with people. We say, look, let's get down to what's real. Because when you get to that point, then you're not worried about being hurt by someone. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, but if you stay in a facade, you're always protecting something. Yeah. And that is when emotion a lot of times can be used inappropriately to cover up something. And that's when most people tend to think, hey, what's going on here? Right. So we're, you know, we're sitting in a room and then somebody gets upset, turn beat red. And it's like, um, did we hear anything in the space to make that person that angry? I mean, it's like, do we need to, do they need oxygen? It's like, hey, man, you better breathe or something. <laughs> but that anger is telling you something. It's like, okay, if you can't go in there and let that go, you're holding on to something, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the things when it comes to emotion that we have to really be careful about is having emotion attached to thought forms or actions that are really disruptive to our ability to grow as a person, yeah. right? Yeah. And when, and you know, when you meet them, because they're always, somebody is always breaking them down. Yep. You know, you're in a meeting, that person's talking in the meeting and other people are like, mm, you know what I'm saying? They know. <laughs> yeah. We know. Yep. So, what we're saying is more we are able to live a life that we are in harmony with, or as the Dene Navajo would say, Hoja, that you can be in harmony and balance with, then when you're meeting other people, you get to say, hey, this is who I am. And then you have a great time. Yeah. If you are not able to do that and you're hiding something, then your emotion is always at some level going to be out of sorts, incongruent with what's happening in that moment. Yeah. You know, we're talking about something and somebody just blows up and then we're like, what was that all about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as they blow up and then we look over at them, and then we look back at each other, we say, oh, that's what it was. Right. <laughs> the truth was still somewhere else. Right. The truth is not being made manifest. So they're hiding behind something that's not real and the thing that's not real got stepped on and now their pride is hurt. Coach, I so remember like, so many times, like when you lived here after a, an intensive, we're both looking at each other when everybody's gone like, mm -hmm. you know, or <laughs> they're still not completely like they're, they're still hiding 
or whatever it was. And, you know, a couple times where we finally, finally authenticity, you know, came out and we're like fist bumping, you know, after everybody's gone, <laughs> like, okay, we got it. But you know what was baffling? And this is something that I want the listener to hear is um, in that same class, we had an individual that like, if you compared the two lives, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, if anyone should be struggling I'm thinking it's this other person. I mean, guys, I'm talking, you know, orphanages and molestation and meth addiction and prison time. Like I'm, I'm talking about somebody that started from a negative that has just done amazing things, you know, and she's like putting her head down and working and she's excited. And she, you know, never knew how to even decide what she really wanted and what she wanted to be and do and all these things. And she's like, you know, so I remember asking him like, coach, I'm sorry. Am I missing a violent crime somewhere in the past? Am I missing like what is happening? And you said trauma bonded. But what I wanted people to understand is some people, and hopefully if you are this person, you, you know, listener, don't, don't, you know, don't let your emotions get out of hand so you don't hear me. Some people do not want to let go of the trauma because they feel safe in the trauma and the drama. Like it's become who they are and they don't want to let it go because then if they let it go, you know, the thing about trauma, the thing about victimhood is it's a, a mindset, a perception that's built on excuses because when you have to leave those things, all of a sudden the personal responsibility is on you. And some people don't want that personal responsibility of their future and the person they are. So they'll hide in the trauma and you don't have to live that way. But when you hide in the trauma, now I'm going to say this to the listener and I want you to really think deeply what I'm saying. Hiding in the trauma is not the same thing as dealing with the trauma. Yeah. So any of us that has been hurt, it doesn't go away. We all remember. And, uh, and the more intense the encounter, the, the, the more intensely we remember it. Yeah. So you're 90 years old. You'll still remember when, you know, there's something, things in your life that you'll remember that have impacted you. So it never goes away. What we learn how to do in the journey is weather the seasons and we continue to grow just like trees in nature. We continue to grow by dealing with what is. So when you don't, right, and, and, and what you were just describing, when you don't do that, you make it difficult to get the support that you need because the emotions are not attached to the growth experience. They're attached to the trauma. Yeah. And they're attached to repeating things that stop us from reaching out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, if we've all been hurt on some form and we know that we're trying to reach out and go forward, it's like, okay, we acknowledge that about ourselves. This is what we need to do. Well, how are you going to do that? You can't keep holding hostages because that's what you're doing. If you're holding on to the trauma, you're on a playground with monkey bars. Mm -hmm. You're holding on to one while trying to reach for another. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you're almost always going to bring someone else down because you never let go. Yeah. 
you're always in some form holding on to something that uh, you're being asked to navigate. And until we actually do that, the this is where our earlier message is about the sub. If you keep focus on your pain and that's where your mind wants to be, then that's the gift you say you want. And you have to be able to know that part, right? That's good, Coach. And I would say the feeling safe in the trauma, that is an emotion that your brain has been conditioned to think is better than Mm -hmm. letting go, uh, processing through, getting the support that you need. Coaching is so valuable. You know, make sure you find someone that actually knows how to coach. They don't keep you stuck. Mm -hmm. But those are things that when you let go, the life that you can have is beyond anything you can imagine you know it's the the trauma blinds you to possibilities opportunities are viewed as threats and these are things that you have to just press through in spite of the emotions you might be feeling that make you scared you know i'm thinking right now i'm in a situation about a decade i would get out because at one point it was like you know what I can love this person, but it's like, um, we need something else. You need something else and I need something else. Um, Let's not make our lives um, difficult. So I got to (laughs) go. Right. Yes. The way you say that, uh, coach, I just, you know, you're kicking rocks. So when you say (laughs) I got to go, there ain't no, you know, delay. You're out. And then that. Thing, you know, I'm in the Fairlawn Islands on a great white shark cage diving trip. <laughs> and you know what? I don't get there without that decision to let go. Mm-hmm. That's the point. You know, I'm an adventurer, right? I don't live that if I don't trust that call in me. Yeah. And that meant confronting fears, confronting challenges, but being true to the self so that there's no facade yeah right yeah and so and i think that's probably why we might shock people because when we speak to them we're right you know we're not saying that we're keeping a bunch of secrets we're just saying that we live our lives like we tell you we do um exactly this is this is who we are right yeah and uh, we love people we like to help you and everything but at the same time we, we will also let you know (laughs) <laughs> I wish you could see his face. Because yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they will turn it out <laughs> But yes, um you have to let go of the thing that you think is protecting you if you want to live a different life. Because in many cases, the thing that we think is protecting us being attached to the trauma, to the hurt, and thinking that somehow or another that nursing it is going to make us better. What we do is we are nurturing the trauma, which is says you're just going to keep inviting more of it into your life because that's what you're courting. You're afraid to let go. That, right? That's very so, important. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting what you asked for. This is what we're saying to you right now. You have to be able to know that. For the record, that was the only student we've had that was not able to endure. So it's oh yeah, with authenticity is 
very threatening to people who refuse to be real. And I'm not saying that um, they can't be real. I'm saying refuse to be because, mm-hmm. you know, we we know and it may just be a glimmer of light every once in a while that kind of catches your eye. And but, you know, and the, the importance is when you see even a glimmer of light that could maybe be contrary to where you're at, you need to stop. You need to pause. You need to look at that and and challenge your emotions, challenge your perceptions, do the research, do the the work, because then you can solidify what you know is truth versus what is not. And as you do those things, you become an even more authentic person. And what's interesting is authenticity elevates your income, elevates your relationships, elevates your health because you're not living under the stress of trauma and drama and lies. And so all aspects of your lives become whole uh, and it's very powerful and people want to be around those type of people. People can, you know, even on Instagram and social media, because you know, I do that work, uh, we went from everything had to be curated and perfect to now people want real. And so there's a mm-hmm. whole swing that started about a year, year and a half ago. And I'm very pleased mm-hmm. with it because there's a lot of fake people on the planet and uh, people are like, no, I want to be real and I want those in my orbit to be real. So, um, Coach, do you have any last thoughts or any, uh, you know, anything to kind of direct the the listener to? Yeah, you, you know, you're getting ready to move into a new cycle. We have a new year coming up and, um, and there are new plans that are going to be made. And I just want to say, as you approach Thanksgiving and Christmas and these types of things, you know, really think deeply about what it is that you want more than anything, more than anything. And, uh, and once you, something hits you, start writing it. Yeah. Or when you think about what you want more than anything, if you notice that fear is the first thing that you experience, you want to go into that writing as well too, right? Because, um, there's something that you want to change and you're going to have to do something first uh, to make that happen and um, explore, you know, explore. That's just, I I don't know how else to say that really explore. I like that coach. I like that. I just did a um, reel on, you know, instead of resolutions, you need to ask, what do you really want? And then get your two action steps to jumpstart you and then do something toward that every single day because resolutions are just like to me they're wishes uh Mm -hmm. but when you actually write down by the end of 2024 i will have accomplished this and you Mm -hmm. write it and then you write it and you write it and you do that's what brings the life that you want and i would say you know journal we're big on journaling but i do have to say you know, on writing my story on a computer and it helping me take ownership, that can be valuable. Uh, There was just so much to get out. I wasn't going to handwrite at all. Um, Plus, I have another purpose for it. So journaling, number one. Number two, if you have to, there's just so much that you need to get out. I am, you know, definitely a proponent of getting on your computer, opening up your word processor and just type. Don't worry about grammar. Don't worry about anything. Just get it out. And when you feel the desire to withdraw or it becomes too intense, uh, that's okay. 
take a break, yep. but then mm-hmm. go back because I promise the second or third time you'll probably find that now you own it mm-hmm. and it doesn't carry power to hurt you. It's now your message that can maybe help other people as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sherry. Absolutely. All right, coach.